Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Hey, it is a great day in the USA, and it's all because of people just like you. And so, uh, my friends, when we think about um, what our opportunities are, and our due due diligence is to our nation. We must think about how we can all play our part. Now, um, (laughs) I guess it is sort of like a lynching. Uh, Trump said lynching uh, to point out the attacks. I guess it is sort of like a, a lynching. Clarence Thomas actually used the same type of verbiage when uh, he was facing um, and, and you know when you look at it when you go back and you look at what uh, the, the the foundational um, opportunities that were laid out for this to occur the foundation of what's happening here actually did begin with the high tech lynching of Clarence Thomas. It really did because they could show even then just how uh, vitriolic the Democrats I'm talking about, the Democrats could show just how vitriolic they could become and be back in the days uh, back when Clarence Thomas was being absolutely grilled yeah in the 80s and so Joe Biden don't ever lose sight of that Joe Biden led that charge yeah the same Joe Biden who now, of course, uh, says that uh, Barack is so clean and neat and, and all of that type of stuff. You know, you just can't believe that you find a, a black man, a person of color who could possibly be of the caliber of a Barack Obama. <laughs> that's basically that's basically what Joe is saying. That's basically what Joe Joe is, is saying. Right. He was just absolutely flabbergasted at, at Barack Obama. Now, and now, I, I granted, granted, uh, Al Sharpton and, and and Jesse may not present the most stunning uh, figures that Biden would have known, because Biden certainly he didn't know Clarence Thomas, 
he, he never met Alan Keyes. Uh, who knows if he knew Shelby Steele or, or, or Dr. Thomas Sowell. How is it possible that he would uh, know them and then hold up as the uh, messiah of black people, Barack Hussein Obama? He could not possibly have known any of the names that I have mentioned. Shelby Steele, you know, Alan Keyes, uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell. He could not have possibly have known them. Herman Cain, myself, or uh, Alan West. He didn't know Star Parker. No, didn't know them. I, I guess Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton were his examples of who black people were. Black people who have gotten uh, to a certain position or whatever. Uh, evidently, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson were his examples. Okay. Now, listen. If we examine the um, parallel Look at the parallel between what is going on in Israel and what's happening here simultaneously. You then began to get a larger picture, a broader scope of the march toward fundamental change of a global system a global way of doing business and you also began to understand the rise of Islamic influence in our nation I, I, I also want to talk about uh, something that is going on in India as well, as far as religious persecution is concerned, um, where there have been some significant efforts for radical Hindus in the U.S. to search out believers working in India. And perhaps even cause them harm. You see, um, when we look at uh, the recent power shifts in India, uh, cracking down, and, and many of those powers that be in India right now are cracking down on Christians, on believers. And making it known that their desire is to make India totally a Hindi nation by 2021, short window, a little over a year. This means all other religions, including Christianity, would be forced underground totally. If discovered, it would be considered a criminal act. So you see a uh, shift 
Oh, yeah. In the atmospheric um, tones of our globe in the way attitudes are being uh, conveyed toward Christians and people with so-called conservative values. So you parallel certain things. This thing is going on in Israel, uh, trying to oust or Benjamin Netanyahu, who was not able to form a coalition government which means that uh, nobody's agreeing to uh, he's not he's hasn't put together a team that's agreeing to work with him right right and um we're going to see the turmoil break out there we are going to absolutely see how um things are are, are beginning to take different shape in even Canada, which may be for the good, actually. But there is a yin and a yang. There is a uh, move afoot, my friends, that is so palatable, palatable, that you, you can't miss a shifting in the atmosphere. You can't miss what is transpiring with Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, even though he's fading, Ocasio-Cortez, Tlaib, Omar, and Presley. You can't miss that. And, 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 and there are things that are being set in motion that will indeed bring about a a visible new world order. Yeah. Beware. Now, um, my friends, when we think about (laughs) what is going to be necessary in the very near future, when it comes to Iran, the president has made it clear that uh, if they do anything crazy, like attack an ally or us or one of our you know, operatives, then it's going to call for war. It's going to call for retaliation in ways that, well, we, we're, we're, we're going to be war weary here in not too many days hence. And let's just say Donald Trump gets reelected to president of the United States, which I certainly hope he does. And Iran begins to be the bothersome thorn in the flesh that they are known to be. By the end of Trump's administration, after eight years, if we are not somehow satisfactory out of Syria, but yet fighting in other places... Americans are going to be so weary. Uh, 
battle fatigued. That um, who knows what 2024 will bring our way. You know, it's all about uh, what the landscape is emotionally. That's because that's where we've been led to. We've been led to a point in, in, in our American history of how we feel about things and the rationale of what is right to do pretty much goes out the window as long as you feel right about doing something. Huh? As long as you, you feel it. It's as long as it's feeling right. How you, not how you think uh, about it, uh, how have you rationalized about it, you know, but how do you feel about it? And with that type of thinking, open borders, <laughs> oh, easy to come about open borders. Easy. Open borders can be easy because there are a lot of people who feel that everybody should have what they have have a right to it. And Americans, that is pervasive in too great of a, um, uh, a demographic in our young people. They feel that everybody is entitled to their birthright. So, which means they will basically, they're basically poised to give it away. Why do I um, always defend uh, or in in most part, for the most part, uh, defending President Trump? Why do you think I do that? I'm going to tell you why. Because when you bill the hours that a person like Donald Trump could bill just on his name alone. But yet he is elected to the presidency of the United States and he does not take a salary. You know that this and the headaches that go along with, with everything uh, on top of not getting paid, you know, you and and hey, listen, OK, yeah. So you can build a bigger brand off of having been president of the United States. That's true. There's no question about it. But Trump could have done the same thing just running for president of the United States, having the splash that he had and absolutely losing the nomination. He could have still had the the top billing the, the 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 bang out of that the brand expansion out of that but it, it, of course he could have done it and made money a lot of it right now because who knows what happens in 4 years 
But um, Trump is saying to anyone, I guess, who listen, that the presidency being president has cost him up to five billion with a B five billion dollars that he would have made if he had continued running his business instead of getting into politics. Yeah. So in this, but you know what the, the thing about um, another thing about why Trump uh, is good for Trump in this situation is that he actually saved the very economy that would have tanked um, if Hillary had become president of the United States. So actually, who knows? It may have all balanced itself out. It may have lost $5 billion anyway. <laughs> yeah, he may have lost $5 billion anyway in assets if Hillary Clinton had become president of the United States. And we don't know just how bad all of that would have translated for us if Hillary Clinton had become president of the United States. Right? So, $5 billion. <laughs> Trump's saying, I lost that to be your president. Swing states, six of them oppose impeachment. And when we think about uh, the Iranians and we think about what's going on with Netanyahu and looking at him being able to form, not being able to form a coalition government. Friends, there is a scrambling in the progressive liberal world because they see you coming awake. And once you are awake, particularly here in America, they know that you will throw off tyranny. You will throw off socialism. You will reject, as you always have, communism. You will reject it. And so their time is short. And um, I want you to understand that America is still a light to the world. Cutlow is saying that the United States is only economy that's really growing in the world. Yeah. The economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, uh, contends that the United States is the only global economy that's still growing. The veteran uh, financial guru um, uh, who advised Ronald Reagan uh, said that um, we are the only economy that is really, really growing. The rest of the world, particularly Europe, has hurt our manufacturing and manufacturing exports. But we had headwinds and severe monetary tightening, uh, which is now.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Really glad that you are able to come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Hey, uh, Cutlow was saying, and um, somehow my uh, timing has been off today, uh, so preoccupied. By the way, you folks in uh, South Carolina, Rock Hill, South Carolina, beheaded your way this weekend. Looking forward to speaking to you in Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, this weekend. Um, Cutlow was saying that um, the U.S. economy is still pretty strong. We've had headwinds and severe monetary tightening, which I think now is turning around. And Cutlow is is saying to all of us um, that uh, the rest of the world, particularly Europe, has hurt our manufacturing and manufacturing exports. Um, And, of course, you know, Larry has his record as uh, being advisor to deputy, um, budget deputy, to Ronald Reagan, 81 through 85. But what Cutlow wants to point out to us, and, and this is important to all of you, he wants to point out that when you look at pocketbook issues, what Reagan called take-home pay, what we all call take-home pay, uh, those pocketbook issues, I don't care what the Democrats say, people are working now and people have more disposable income now. That's a fact. Unemployment, 3.5%, about 3.5%. 51-year low inflation. Huh? Huh? Stock market is booming. You're, you're, we're in an economy in America that is outdistancing, outpacing the rest of the world. And, and when you look at models, Cutlow went on to say, that translate into uh, presidential elections, those key variables, the money in your pocket, take-home pay, stocks, unemployment, low inflation, I'm telling you... Uh, all of that, and this is what Cudlow is pointing out, it gives, it gives a, a sitting president an incredible advantage, even though you have a rabid, absolute foaming at the mouth, rabid Democrat Party that want to take him out. For what? To go back to what? Yeah, 
if the economy uh, a year from now is the same as it is right now, is it is as strong as it is today, or roughly so, then the power of the incumbency is strong in Trump's election. Odds are very good, particularly if Democrats aren't enthusiastic and don't get out to vote for whoever they may put up as their candidate. And uh, quite frankly, they would need uh, an Oprah Winfrey, uh, a Michelle Obama, someone like that to actually come out of the woodwork. Uh, you know what? I, I, I will say, even though she's going to be derided and beat up real bad by all kinds of um, establishment Democrats, but Tulsi Gabbard is someone to keep an eye on. As I said um, in my Real Talk piece on Twitter, there are people on the stage. There were people on that debate stage who have not yet emerged. Okay, keep that in mind. And Tulsi Gabbard may be one of those. Uh, Mayor Pete may be another one. But either way, they are socialist. Gabbard, not so much as some of the others, but in her own way, very much so. Uh, Buttigieg, the same way, not so much a socialist as some of the others, but uh, definitely so in his own way. So, with an economy like it is, with um, Trump being, of course, the incumbent, with unemployment being like it is, being down it's going to be tough to beat those pocketbook issues that's what my dad always said vote your pocket book I'm, I'm just interested in how they're going to try and um, play all this when it, 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 it starts becoming more and more apparent that the Democrats are fading. And 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 the the weirdest thing about the Democrats fading, they seem to be the last to know <laughs> that that they're fading. They seem to be the last to know. And that those the types of policies that they're wanting to put forth to the American people are absolutely foreign to the American DNA. It's it's like you have Beto O'Rourke uh, and Kamala Harris, uh, Bernie Sanders, even though what I'm about to say about the test tube, uh, Bernie would be one heck of a test tube baby. But it's, it's as though they were spawned. Elizabeth Warren's from a test tube. And they don't have within them the DNA 
that Americans have. That's the way it seems. They, they don't seem to get it that Americans just are not uh, cut from that type of cloth. But now you must understand that there is a cloth, a new cloth that they are wanting to cookie cut uh, Americans out of that will fundamentally change our nation. And you can see these uh, new creatures, American creatures on your college campuses. You can see them uh, coming out of your high schools, elementary schools. Yeah, you can you can see you can see this occurring. And before any of you say, well, then it's pointless, it's hopeless. No, it's not. Education is still the key. And as long as you stand up in resistance to the type of things that progressive liberals are trying to um, certainly ingrain, then we can turn the tide. We can do it. But you have to be willing to fight that fight. Take that on. Make them fight the fight. And take that on. Make them listen to themselves. Okay, so you're called a racist. Do you answer that by saying, oh, no, I'm not? No. You answer that by asking the question, what makes you say that? What about me makes you call me some kind of racist? They don't know you. Just saying something that would, you know, make them... Casting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known. Defending and defeating fascism. The United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Anti-fascist. Right? But their tactics, the epitome of fascism. But... (laughs) They're Antifa. They're the anti-fascist. You see, my um, I was having a conversation with one of my children about one of my um, signature statements. You've all heard it. Uh, America, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. You've all heard me say that, right? Okay. This is the situation that one of my children presented to me when we were talking about that. Dad, how can you say that America is greater, better uh, than any other uh, nation on the face of the planet when we have done just as bad of things 
to indigenous people and people that, we, that we came here as slaves as any other country has done to, to people. Uh, my answer, whose side are you on? Huh? And of course, uh, being educated in the progressive liberal classical con- progressive liberal arts uh, schools and colleges that our kids, me and you, were educated in. I'm I'm on the side of uh, what's right for you know the planet or the what's right for humanity and and all of that type thing. My answer again, the form of a question. Well. In our family, whose side are you on? It boils down to that, friends. In our family, then, whose side? I mean, what I'm saying is, as far as the being a part of a family, the Bryant family, and um, now, of course, she's married, so she's on the side of her husband. I'm sure, you know, you know, she's on that side, which is fine. But they're a part of my family. So whose side are you on? What I'm getting at, folks, is this. It all boils down to whose side you're on. I'm on America's side. I know that America, just like people in my family, have done things that are not good. But I'm on their side more than I'm on anybody else's side. I want to see them succeed more than I want to see someone else succeed because I'm loyal to my family. I'm loyal to people who are akin to me because that's where the strength is. Anyone who has a strong family structure has confidence that they can get out there and do some things. They have that type of confidence because they have their family backing. Right? You say that America is the greatest nation on the face of the planet, not just because it is, and it is, but you all but you stand behind what your government is doing because it's your government. And you should be on the side of your nation. Now, you love your country. I believe this was Benjamin Franklin that said that you love your country always, all at all times. You love your country. You love your family at all times. But you, only, but you love your government as long as they're doing what they are supposed to do. You support your government as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do. When they stop doing what they're supposed to do, then you may have to replace your government, but you always love your country. I think somewhere along the way we get it twisted as to the governments that we put in place, which are expendable, and the nation that our founding principles has caused to come about with all of us enjoying the fruits of our liberty, hoping that our vote cast for an individual to office will be a vote for a voice for that constitutional, um, our, our, our founding documents. 
But what we are seeing, what we are up against is the fact that you have so many people who are elected to office who actually want to change. Yeah. The principles of our Constitution, they want to change that. Yeah. So. America, we face a dilemma. We are heading into the 2020s. Once Donald John Trump finishes up his second term, we will have come to the year 2024. What will America look like in the year 2024? Will progressive liberalism have evolved into something different than what we're seeing now. I believe it will have because right now what has been presented is the high bid, the real high bid on progressive liberalism through Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Ocasio-Cortez, and the, the, the gang, the squad. You know, they, they have thrown in the high, the high ball, the high bid, knowing that it will be rejected. But it's a sales tactic. They know that they can't possibly win with that, but it's a sales tactic. So now you began to tone it down since people see how lunatic, how crazy it could be. People are already, always willing to accept less crazy or less expensive. Huh? So that's what you're going to be seeing in the year 2020 in year 2020 in the year 2024 in the year 2020 you have seen how crazy it could be and they will go away beaten they they, they will go away losing the house of representatives Losing the seats that even Ocasio-Cortez and maybe Presley, Omar, and Tlaib have gained. They may lose those seats in 2020. But I am telling you that the game that the Democrats play is long ball. They will come back with the question of whether Progressives are down with the cause. We'll talk a little bit more about it when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. Thank you all for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here uh, throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, America. Yeah, that's whose side I'm on. I'm on America's side. Regardless, I'm on my country's side, the same as I'm on my family's side. Regardless, I'll take my family's side. And that has been what really, folks, has sustained us, even though that attitude in the American spirit is definitely without doubt, under attack. It is, it is that part of our spirit, that essence of who we are, that makes us Democrats and Republicans, Americans, sing God bless America on the Capitol steps. My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, on the Capitol steps when our nation is attacked by foreign enemies. Only to come to a place 18 years later where we absolutely are actually making those who attack us a sacred cow in this country. Only to have that happen. How does that happen? We have to ask ourselves, and, and what is it that we do not want to go away in our nation as far as the identity of, of being an American? What does that mean? We, we are going to have to answer that question. What does that mean, being an American? And so, my friends, um, I say this a lot to uh, my church family. I say this a lot to uh, people who seem to be going through a tough time. And I want to say this to you because uh, we were uh, talking to Paula White Kane earlier today. Her new book, Something Greater, you know, is out overcoming and uh, tragedy. And so many of you, I know your children, your grandchildren, so many of us Americans live in quiet desperation. 
But you must understand one thing. If you are alive and breathing and have hope uh, for seeing tomorrow, so far, up until now, this very moment, you have survived 100% of your worst days, Americans. And you've lived to tell about it. <laughs> yeah, you have. You have lived to talk about it. And, and, and friends, I know, I know that in, in so many uh, cases, in so many situations and circumstances, um, we feel as though there's nothing that we can truly depend on. But you can and you have depended on it, whether you know it or not. And this is what it is. The faithfulness of God. It, it, the songwriter said, great is thy faithfulness. And friends, when you wake up every day, when you get up in the morning and you are able to experience another day. If you're blessed to be able to see the sunshine, feel the air upon your face, actually watch the leaves blow in the wind, smell the air, walk on the grass, <laughs> hold the dirt between your fingers. You have experienced the faithfulness of God. The earth revolving around the, the sun. How come it just doesn't keep going? How come it doesn't keep going out into space? What holds that in? Do oh, we think we know it's some type of gravitational pull of the sun or, or what have you? But uh, what is that? that is so well designed and well ordered that it actually suspends chaos that the earth would be if there was not some type of design or designer. Huh? Why the humming bee? Why the humming bee? Because he brings balance in ways that you and I can't. Even though we want to say that it's our doing that causes the climate to change. Huh? That's the type of arrogance that we are surely looking at and dealing with. But the fact of the matter is, when you go out to face the day, that air, the sunshine, the rain, question, how much would you pay for that? How much could you pay for that? I can tell you this. You, you couldn't possibly consider the amount that it's worth. And the strangest thing about it, 
in this money-driven, money-grubbing world that we live in? The sunshine, the rain, the air, the bare essentials that we have in this world are absolutely free. Yeah. So you should take heart in the fact that you have up until this moment survived 100% of your worst days and you have lived to tell about it. Isn't that amazing? Same sunshine, same air, same rain that's always been here, absolutely free. Can't complain, folks. Oh, you can come across some tough times that uh, certainly you will wonder how did this happen to me? How am I going to work my way out of this? How am I going to get uh, free of uh, this jam this time? But even in the midst of wondering how you got over and how you're going to make it, even in the midst of wondering how, can't complain. Because the bare essentials, the air, the water, and the rain, the air, the, the rain, and, and the sunshine, they're all free. The life that you have it's, was a gift to you. Can't complain. You may wonder why it's hard sometimes, but if you step back and take a good look at what's going on, oh, the answer many times will be staring you right in the mirror. And my pastor likes to say the issue is you. <laughs> and uh, God is faithful. No doubt about that. Now, friends, um, Jane and I have, you know, experienced just how faithful he is in my wife's uh, sickness. We've experienced that. And um, I am here to tell the world that I would not take anything for the favor in place of the favor of, of Almighty God to be favored by him. And, and when you, I'll share our journey here with you, perhaps next week, um, we have experienced my wife, Jane and I through, uh, her, uh, valiant fight against breast cancer. We have experienced the favor of the Lord in ways that, or just absolutely miraculous. And I am absolutely grateful. And I just have to tell the world how grateful I am that God has granted favor 
to my wife and to me, my children, our family. And I thank all of you for your prayers. Yeah. And in in her fight, which I, with all my heart, believe she has beaten and won. So great is God's faithfulness. I'll tell the world. Now, um, in closing, I need to let all of you folks in Rock Hill, Rock Hill, South Carolina, I'll be headed into your way this weekend. Be looking forward to seeing you. Um, and, of course, my job is always to carry uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news of America wherever I go. I encourage each and every one of you to go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and um, be sure to join the movement of uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, grassroots organization in the nation, freedomworks.org. I want to thank all of our uh, outlets uh, for the C.L. Bryant Show uh, Yes, Red State uh, Talk is our flagship station. The Red State Talk billboard right there in Times Square above Ripley's, believe it or not, does feature the C.L. Bryant Show every hour, 24 hours a day. And old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you from that billboard there in Times Square, just three blocks away from where they drop the big ball here uh, on New Year's Eve. I do want to uh, uh, thank all of you for coming along with us as we have built the bridge to conversation today. It's always good to share the good news of America with uh, Americans and those around the globe. And we know that, you know, many times we pound our chest really hard as Americans but we feel as though we are an exceptional country given to be a light to the rest of the world. Join us. Stay where you are, but join us. <laughs> well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God bless and keep you all.